Talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wider. Here we are, folks, on a wonderful Tuesday morning. Good morning and happy Fight Club. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, everybody, and welcome Good to Fight Club. Good morning. Good morning. We have our sweet Tay. She's having a little technical issue, so she can't hear us. So she's going to join us in a second. And until then, I'm going to play Tay. I don't know how well I'm going to play her. This is two weeks in a row. I don't know how I did, but I did last week. So welcome to Fight Club. We are a group of industry experts that teach you and talk to you and share with you our own experiences and then how we are working with our home service businesses. Um, I'll start by introducing myself and then we'll go to you, Sarah. We have a special guest today. I love your sunglasses, Sarah. Can we just talk about them now? <laughs> super extra. <laughs> I love it. I am Michelle Myers, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put um, CSRs or customer service reps in your business if you need help with emails and phones and texts and all that stuff of of interaction with your customers every day, we can help you over at Pink Collars. So welcome to Fight Club, Sarah. I'm going to let you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do, please. Thank you. The sunglasses are necessary at 7 a.m. in Arizona. I love it. So, um, I'm Sarah Mitchell. I own Ecomama Green Clean in Scottsdale and Phoenix, Arizona. Um, my business is about 12 years old and I have um, three, four people in the office and about 20, 24 cleaners. And wow. we are known for our natural cleaning. We kind of got ahead of the curve by doing the green cleaning back before it became really trendy. So that put us at the top of Google. So um, we're just loving life over here in Arizona doing our green cleaning. I love it. Well, welcome to Fight Club. Tay, you're back. Tay, you introduce yourself and say good morning. Hi. Good morning. Can everyone hear me? I'm having major computer issues. No, we can hear you just fine. It's great. Yay. Sorry, guys. Um, Hi, Sarah. So nice to meet you. I'm Taylor uh, Maroney. I co-own a power washing company in South Florida, and that's called Pure Power Washing. I do that with my husband. Um, And my background is actually in marketing. So I love being able to look at the numbers behind marketing and really be able to figure out how to make better business decisions based upon the marketing efforts that you're putting out as an owner and then be able to adjust plans and adjust budgets and things of that sort based upon that. So I'm super excited to be here with you. I was perusing your website before I got on uh, earlier this morning and really excited to just talk to you all things marketing and really how you approach that green market because that's something a lot of people are you know, trying to do now still and you were definitely ahead of the curve. So um, I guess I'll just kind of take you since I went last right now um, and kind of put you in that hot seat of discussing kind of one, what was your thought process and deciding to really bring that, that type of service in and how did you get ahead of the curve? How did you really market that to your clients? Well, it all started um, when I had my son, who's now a teenager. He just turned to a teenager, which is a little oh, crazy. But congratulations. Um, congratulations. <laughs> New stage of my life. So when I had him, um, I was working in the corporate world and I knew I needed to do something different because I was just, I was away from him too long. I was dropping him off at daycare and picking him up and basically feeding him and going to bed. And um, it was like breaking my heart, like not experiencing life with him. So he was my inspiration to make this change. 
And during that time, I was also learning about what was healthy and natural to be for him to be around. Because I thought you just pour Clorox on the floor, put your baby on the floor, and you're doing good. That's actually doing more harm than good. So when I learned those things, um, I started getting interested in the cleaning business, which shocked everybody in my life. Because um, I was not, I was never really a particularly clean person, but I did have a passion for helping others be clean and for the green products. So it all inspired from um, my love for my child and what I wanted for my child, learning how to be a mom for the first time, learning what was um, good for him, what would affect me during my pregnancy with him and um, started using natural products. And then when I decided to start a business, I knew it was going to be no chemicals. So um, initially I started just buying the green products off the shelves and quickly realized that just because it says green doesn't mean it's natural. Um, mm -hmm. and over the years we started developing our own line of natural products after years of research and development. And that's what we use. Our clients love it. Our employees love to work with it. Um, I have several employees that say that they used to have these health issues and they didn't realize it's because they worked for other cleaning companies with toxic chemicals. And then they worked for me, like the health issues went away. Wow. So wow. that's, that's how I got started. And, um, it was 2010 ish. So putting that green cleaning out there on my website and everything really put me way ahead of the curve on Google. We've always ranked good um, organically on Google and people search for it. Um, when they find us, they're not searching cleaning companies, they're searching green cleaning, natural cleaning, eco cleaning. Um, so people do look for that specific type of service. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love that you're inspired by your son. That's so exciting. I know we're, we're ex excited to start a family ourselves. So that's definitely things that we're going to be looking into at some point in the near future, hopefully, God willing. But um, as far as, so you you went to Google, that was kind of your first initial step, was really putting those keywords, which is what those are, right? So I'm going to get on a little marketing kind of lingo here for a second, but those green keywords, so you're eco-friendly, you're natural, the the approach to how you're doing your cleaning are the keywords that you are really intentional about. And that's very important because what I want to kind of notate on this is when you are looking to go a different route with a new service or bring in a new type of product, it's very important to make sure that you're incorporating those keywords through your website as much as possible. So that way, like Sarah said, Google's able to recognize that she does offer said service, which is natural cleaning and green cleaning, and then be able to market that to the right people. Because you really have to think in the consumer's mind at that point from a marketing aspect and think, how am I going to be able to make sure I'm putting in the keywords that are essential for my business, but also essential for the client as well and how they're going to be searching? And it sounds like you did that fantastically, Sarah. It sounds like you absolutely went the natural route. You put in eco-friendly, which are very key keywords for your area. And I do, I will say, if you're looking to do something like this, I do always recommend working with a marketing company of some sort that can be able to do the research for you because there is data that can show that. I always talk about the data side of it. So there's data that can show you what keywords really do connect in your community and your area. So natural worked fantastic for Sarah, but it might not have worked well for our company in South Florida. Maybe it's more eco for us in South Florida. So knowing those key terms are very important when adding these types of service. And I guess my follow-up question, Sarah, is did you guys do any type of, you know, boots on the ground marketing? Were you kind of putting out flyers? Were you doing yard signs? Anything that was in addition to the Google side of it? Or was that really where you kind of invested a lot of your time? 
Well, honestly, when I started, I never envisioned it could be anything like this. I thought I was just going to keep myself busy, maybe have an employee or two. So uh, my main source of marketing was flyers on mailboxes. So um, I didn't know what I was doing with Google, but I think at that point in time, it, Google wasn't as big as as competitive. And that's why we did OK, because there, I wasn't doing all the techie things. Um, so, yeah, really, when I started, it was probably five years in before I started getting serious. Before that, it was just, I'm going to clean some houses, I'm going to get an employee or two, and this is going to be it. And then I started learning what a cleaning business could be. And I'm still learning. Like, I'm still like, oh, you can take it to that level, that level. And so I get inspired by so many people. And um, so at the beginning, it was very, very little. I had no budget either. It was just flyers. <laughs> That's fantastic, though, because... I love hearing when people say that in the beginning, because now it's, I'm sure it's evolved, right? I'm sure in the, you know, the past 11 years, 12 years now, gosh, it's new year still. Um, it has evolved into a lot more of a robust marketing plan in a sense, but the fact that you, you went very simple, you were able to just do flyers. You were able to just really do word of mouth in that, in that sense. And this limited amount you had on Google, which I will agree back then Google was a lot easier and a lot more, uh, simpler to manage, excuse me. Um, and now it's, it's completely different, right? It's like these algorithms come out, new things are updated constantly. Um, but as far as, it goes for you as a business owner, you really were able to take hold of that boots on the ground marketing. And that's one thing I want anyone to be listening today to take away is you don't have to spend the ton of money on marketing right out the gate. I talk with Megan about this all the time. She was very limited marketing for a long time and very centered on word of mouth, working with her community, working and building relationships in her community. And that's just as valuable as working on Google, if not more, in my opinion, personally, because now you're building lifetime clients by working the way Sarah and Megan and really building these relationships did for them and not just investing in the one time potential client that might call. Right. Because that's that is the risk sometimes with doing Google ads is there's no no black and white guarantee you're going to get every dollar's worth that you're spending on Google ads. And I feel like that's a very big misconception sometimes within the marketing industry. Um, so finally, Sarah, I just want to ask you how it is now. So how is your marketing now from 12 years ago to today? What does it kind of look like? How has it changed? Um, well, now we do a lot more marketing. Um, <laughs> we're in a very competitive area. Uh, I think Phoenix and Scottsdale are one of the highest competitive areas. So um, we do a lot in, I've actually never done AdWords, which is interesting, I think. Um, but we've never done AdWords. We do um, SEO and we get a lot of from Facebook and that's not from paid marketing. That's just from brand awareness. Um, yes. And, okay. that. <laughs> can, I so, add, can I add a stat about Phoenix I heard yesterday? Phoenix oh, yeah. will grow to be larger than New York City over the next 10 years. So Phoenix will be one of the largest cities in the nation in the next wow. decade. So while you're there, grab it because they're just people are piling in there. It's a huge Absolutely. market, huge market. I, I believe it. And wow. there's so much there's so much opportunity here. It's very competitive, but there's just there's so many people and houses everywhere. Um, I love hearing that mindset because a lot of people talk about how do you market in competitive markets? How do you even want to spend the money for it? How do you want to even try to compete? And 
there's enough work out there for all of us. I'm in a very competitive market myself in West Palm Beach and it's there's power washers everywhere. Like you look all over, they're everywhere. But it's all about telling your story, telling who you are as a company. And like Sarah just said, her brand awareness on Facebook is actually where she gets a lot of the efforts from. And that's something that I love hearing. I love that you actually take the time to work on your brand to really showcase your brand on your social media. I'm sure Martha will probably talk to you about employees, but you pro I'm assuming you showcase your employees on Instagram. I mean, there's, or Instagram, you know, social media in general. That's something that really allows people to see the full circle of who you are as a business when looking for you to potentially hire. And I just need to commend you on that because I know social media is scary for a lot of people, but the fact that you take the time to put that effort into it really does pay off. And you can see that in your lead volume coming from those social platforms. So that's absolutely amazing. Yeah, we, we get quite a bit from Facebook. I'm trying to actually get less from Facebook and more from Google. So I'm trying to put more into Google because um, Facebook can be so intense and it's hard to tune out if you just want to be scrolling through your phone and then all of a sudden you see all this business stuff. So I'm trying to like get away from Facebook. Um, but we do get involved in a lot of mom groups, a lot of local groups, um, a lot of networking people will tag us. So we get quite a bit from Facebook and then um, Instagram and we're, we're dabbling in TikTok now. Oh, fine. But, uh, but our lead volume is um, it's very good. We have a very high amount of leads. So we just need to work on some back end things with conversions and staffing up enough and all that. So. Oh, so that sounds a lot like numbers, which I'll let Megan take in a second. But just to touch really quick on what Sarah just said, which is an amazing golden nugget that I don't want to run away from. Social groups on Facebook are so valuable. She said she's in mom groups, she's in networking groups, she's in a couple other just local groups. Getting involved in those groups is really essential because what you'll start to see, like Sarah mentioned, is people just start recommending you. That's where people go when they're new to an area. They don't really know a lot about, you know, what type of businesses to work with. They they rely on mom groups. They rely on local groups to find reliable businesses to come into their home. So especially with um, with house cleaning like Sarah does and maid cleaning, that's really essential because you have the client's just verbatim word on social media saying, I trust this company to come into my home and I'm going to recommend them to you. And I don't even know you and you're a stranger. So that really shows a lot of how your clients value you as a company. They trust you as a company and they trust your brand. So if you're not using or don't have someone engaging in uh, groups at this moment on social media, if there's anything I can tell you to do today, definitely jump on board with that. But since you talked a lot about some numbers there at the end, Sarah, I appreciate your time with me. I appreciate you talking about marketing and I'm going to pass you off to Megan real quick. I love talking oh. numbers with Megan. It's just like, lights I, me up. Awesome. it's like my favorite thing to do. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm so excited that I have like a lot of choices for us today. And I think that all of these are public. So if they're not just like, give me the hook and we'll, I don't know, something will happen. But you said bid volume. So that feels like fair game. I will never forget the first time that I got to see the dashboard of Sarah Mitchell's response bid. And I was like, in response bid, if you have ever logged in, there's like a line for your bid volume. And it kind of depends on the company that you're logged into. So like most people's line is like five, and then you have this cute little bar chart and it shows you your bids per week. And Sarah, I think yours is like 
in increments of 25? I think so. I don't know. We're going to say, it's my story. We're going to say they're in increments of 25. So she is getting crazy high bid volumes. I feel like higher than any responsibilities I've ever seen. And then the incredible part to me is she has a recurring service model. So that one customer is worth probably two to three times more, two to four times more than my one customer. And she's getting more bids per week. I keep big or the huge hustler word. And I don't know, maybe next year you'll come, right? So we could talk about bid volume. Um, goal setting. We once had a really time. I feel like I was on the back of a napkin in Vegas and we set some goals together. We could talk about that yes. with the group. Yes, uh, that was that really, that was amazing. Can you all hear me? Okay, the napkin. It wasn't a napkin. Am I lying? It was, it was just like the back of the paper, whatever class thing we were doing. Uh-oh, poor Megan must be having some internet issue. Hang on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I was just getting excited. I know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> poor thing. Sounds like based upon that lead volume, I mean, I can take over briefly for Megan if needed um, before she comes back. But I mean, 20, I, I had to pull up my response of it as she was talking about that. I was like, yeah. now I'm interested. <laughs> Where am I at? Am I like anywhere near Sarah? <laughs> but I, I only have a couple months where I'm close to you. Only like four months, which is right in our busy season that I'm close to you. So how do you manage to kind of keep that consistency? Is it, I mean, this kind of does tie back into marketing in a sense, but having that amount of bid volume is really essential for the business, for profitability, for just everything involved. So how do you keep that so consistent? Like as in getting the leads in consistently? Yeah. I mean, 25 to 20 to 25 leads, I mean, per month or per, I guess, yeah, that would be per month in a sense. Um, well, we, on we, how get lot, we, we get about maybe 75 a week. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, no way does she just get <laughs> Not in a month. So yeah. The 25 is just like the increments it goes up to. So we've had a couple of weeks oh. touch the 100 bar. Um, Ooh, yum. See, I'm learning, <laughs> about, I'm learning about this this whole new section on Responsibit. I didn't even know existed. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't even realize it was that um, different than most people, but I guess it is because most people <laughs> have that. The, it goes up at by fives and ours starts at 25. Like we usually hit 25 by Monday or Tuesday. Um, but the thing with that is it's a very competitive area. So a lot of people here price shop. So I don't expect to even close. Like we are we aim for 20%. Um, 20% hmm. is a good number. 30 is a stretch goal. But if we go under 20, then I'm like, what's going on? Let's, let's get on these. So most of that, I'm just expecting to not turn in, into anything. Cause a lot of people are going to be like, that's too high. I want to pay $12 an hour. So. Um, right, but, but the leads, but we we try to. It, it is a numbers game because we want to keep making sure we're at a certain number of leads and it's growing by this many. Megan, there she is. So we were just asking Sarah how she does it and kind of what her average really looks like. She was just letting us know that 
she really closes about 20% of those about 75, which is what she was saying. She gets about per week, which is incredible. Um, and she did say that they're a little bit price shopping. Um, but as you were about to mention before, I mean, lifetime value of one of Sarah's clients is, you know, triple or double what just one cleaning option would be for them. So I'll let you kind of take back over. I'm so sad that I got kicked out because I didn't necessarily want to talk about bids except to brag on you because you have a monster <laughs> company. You're so modest. Uh, okay. So I think I got cut off saying that this one time in Vegas, we wrote like a goal on the back of a napkin. Do you remember that? Was oh, yeah. It, on, oh, yeah. And it might have been on a real piece of paper, but I feel like you said yeah. you were going to frame it. Uh, yeah, it was a piece of paper. Okay. So we could talk about that because that was like a really huge light bulb moment for you. And I feel like our listeners could love that. But or we could talk about how you just retired your husband. And I know you're not saying you retired him because he's actually working for you and the company and the family business now. But I think that's very inspirational. Mm -hmm. Or we could talk about diversifying what you sell to people. So which would you like to talk about? Um, we can go with the husband. I know I love the napkin. <laughs> okay. I feel like, I feel but... like the, nap the napkin and the husband are probably related. So maybe we can do both of those together. What do you think? Okay. Okay, so, um, so yeah, let's go ahead and tell your version of the story because I feel I'll like my tell, version is always I'll tell the husband part because the napkin okay. part, you're going to be able to say so much better than me. So um, my husband, when I started my business, we had just moved to Arizona. So my husband got a new job. So he's been at that job since. So it's been 12 years and he's a very, very loyal, dedicated, like their hardest worker. And um, he had like the full benefits, good salary, like all the things you'd want in a company, the 401k matching. So it was very hard for us to make the decision to pull him away. But I was at the point where um, he just, he was missing so much with the kids. So we had that first kid that inspired me and then two more kids down the road. So we have three, three little babies, not little anymore. Um, uh, 13, seven and six are their ages. So he was missing so much. He had never been on a field trip. He was working long hours and we just decided that we were just going to take the leap. Like the business was doing pretty good and we felt that we could take the leap to bring him in. And also the things I'm not good at, like there's the visionary and the integrator. If anyone follows traction, um, I really loves traction and I'm a visionary and I was trying to be an integrator and it was not working, but I didn't really know why it wasn't working until I heard about traction. And then I was like, Oh, I'm trying to be the integrator for this business. And that's not my lane. I'm trying to do this thing. This is not mine. And he is a natural integrator, like to the max. So he's only two and a half weeks in, but he's in there working with the management team and working with all the people and making, finding our holes, filling them, all of that. And I'm like trying to derive the business and the vision. So really bringing him in, um, is really what's going to take us to next level. Uh, and that all and tell, came inspired by the napkin thing because. Okay, we're going to get back to napkin. But first, let's talk about, has he been home for dinner? Has he yeah. been like home with the kids? Mm -hmm. Has he had his weekends back? Yeah. Like, did it work? Yeah. I mean, he used to work. It was a lot of weekends. They would make him work on top of the week. But he would be gone from like early in the morning to late at night. It was just like very demanding. And since he was really good at what he did, he had to work more. And so um, he's, I have worked him a lot since he's joined, um, but he's loving it. He's, he's coming home refreshed. Usually we come home like really like tired and like sore because he did like a lot of physical stuff. Um, and now he's like, now I'm just like mentally drained, but that's okay. <laughs> and so, 
Well, so and how excited are new. you that you get like this awesome skill set and you have like ultimate loyalty because first of all, you said he's a very loyal employee, but second of all, it's the family business. Like this yeah. is what, mm-hmm. this is your business legacy that you're building together. I think that's incredible. Uh, you just like posted it very subtly on Facebook and we got to see you like the next day. I was like, can we celebrate this? Like we need to have like a dance party and a high five and like we need, I want to pop champagne with you. I think it's amazing. I'm so proud for you guys and excited for you. Um, so let's go back to that. It was a huge goal, right? And it was really 10 years down the road. We just bumped that from 10 years to a year at the end of last year. And then we're like, let's just do it now because I couldn't do much more. And I had to think about like, what's this doing to me and my time as a mom? And like, I was like, this is getting too, too big for me to handle. So had to do what was best for us. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about the napkin because I feel like the napkin did give you confidence to make the decision. And I know Fight Club's laughing because they're all thinking of the paper plate. Are we all thinking of the paper plate? I am thinking of the paper plate. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I'm the queen of like hearing numbers and then just grabbing the closest piece of paper possible and then writing them down and then like being like, so this is what I heard you say and passing it back with like a magic number on it. Um, and so Sarah and I were sitting at, uh, it was RC round table topics, I think. Was that yeah. where we were? Yeah. At the ISSA show in November in Las Vegas. And she was, she had this like net income goal that was kind of, kind of big. It was a biggish one. And she was sitting on what I will call a gold mine of some really solid numbers. And so what we did is we basically, we worked backwards and we said, okay, If we know when you put in this much money, you get this much money out, then we just need to say, okay, how much money do we want to come out and figure out how much we have to put in? And so we worked backwards um, from the bottom all the way up to the top, and we figured out how many staff she needed. Wasn't that the final solution that we came up with? It was like, well, you just need to hire this many more people and you'll hit that goal very easily. Mm -hmm. And Sarah kind of looked at me like- You made it so simple. It was simple. It was so easy. We made it so, it so simple because like after and, a certain amount, the overhead expenses are paid for. So then additional, you just need the staffing and then you can put more towards profit. So it just made it so simple. It was beautiful. I mean, I, I'm going to exaggerate again here, but I feel like when I slid the napkin back and it had like a very small number of people she had to hire. Oh, there's the paper plate. I can see it. Except, paper plate. There's, there's the paper. evidence that we've actually built a business on a paper plate. So we have- we're with you, Sarah. We are with you. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was we literally just searching my house trying to find it. I don't know. <laughs> I found the picture. It's okay. I found the picture. Okay. So basically, Sarah says what she wants to do. And we figure out that she only has to hire, like, it was a very small number of people she'd have to hire to meet her goal. And I kind of slid it back. And she just looked at me. And I swear, she looked at me and was like, challenge accepted. Let's do this. Like, I can do that very soon. And I think you are, I think you have. And I love that because for you, the bottom line number that we were trying to achieve was so scary. It was so far away. It was so big. And when we broke it down into how many people we needed, or if you're listening to this, maybe it means breaking it down to an advertising budget number, or maybe it means breaking it down to a certain number of leads or a certain conversion rate. Like you can choose one number in your company and really focus on it. And then you can make all of your dreams come true because all the other numbers will fall in line. 
Um, and I loved, I loved that, Sarah. That was one, maybe a highlight of my career because she just had this giant light bulb, giant smile. And you're an executor, even though you're saying that you need, uh, you need an integrate in your life with you and your husband. I know it's going to be a dream team because you guys get stuff done. You really do. So thanks for yeah. sharing that. Um, can I, we go ahead? Yeah. And so I'm a really high anxiety person. Like I have very high anxiety. It's a problem in my life. The thing that calms me down is numbers and spreadsheets and running scenarios like that. Like when I feel like I'm going downhill or something's not going right, like the thing that calms me down is the numbers because like the data, the truths and the numbers. So um, everything that you preach, I like, I really resonate with and that really helps me out. So I build spreadsheets when I'm stressed out and I show if my, if I get my revenue here, my employee count here, then this will be okay. So that's an important tool for me. It's, it's actually really relevant for us to talk about for just a second because numbers mm -hmm. don't lie and, and they don't have feelings. So when you are feeling really anxious or when you are sitting there as a business owner, like I remember when COVID hit, you know, we didn't think we could do any services and we were so stressed and so scared. We just ran all the scenarios. Like you can build a very simple paper plate calculator or napkin <laughs> calculator or spreadsheet if you want to get fancy and you can say like what is the worst case scenario here and it's the most empowering feeling when you've written worst case scenario down on a piece of paper and then you're like oh well that's not so bad or if I made this tweak then it could be this much better so I, I appreciate that you're talking about how it is a good tool for you to manage the stress of business because we're not going to discount it it is very very stressful uh, to run a business and you are running a very large operation. So I, I'm, I'm proud of you for looking at the numbers and not hiding them. Uh, the other thing that I remember that day is she was watching, this is, sorry, Sarah, I'm just going to share it because I think it's adorable. She was watching her sales. About. Okay. She was uh, watching her sales for the day and it's, it's like 6 PM or something. And maybe it wasn't that late, but she was scrolling and refreshing responsive in. And I was like, I didn't know Responsive gave you daily totals that you could refresh. And she's like, mm -hmm. it doesn't. And I was like, what do you mean it doesn't? And she's like, well, I just remember the last number since I last refreshed. And I can see what the sales were since the last time I refreshed. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> every, time I refresh, every time I refresh my Responsive reports page, I think of you, Sarah. I, that was just oh, the best. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I think that was a lot of money nerdiness. I'm very sorry that I pitched you midway through there um, and that I'm on a cell phone. This is my first time on a cell phone for Fight Club. But um, I'm going to pass you to Michelle and she's going to talk to you about systems and Yay! about all those nerdy things. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. So working with your husband, you touched on two huge things and I want to go back to them because I work with my spouse. Although he's not going to be working with me for much longer, but that's new news to everybody because he's doing something pretty cool. So, but it's interesting that you talked about integrator versus visionary. So for those listening that don't understand that, explain just in a little bit more depth, because this is actually a system for your business and we're going to get there. Um, but tell me what those two terms mean and then what they mean for you and your husband, please. So I'm still new into traction. I was actually inspired by one of my local competitor, not competitor friends. Yeah. <laughs> a lot bigger business, a lot bigger business than me. And um, he's just, he really helped me understand this. And it's amazing. It's an amazing concept. I felt like it's what was missing um, from what I was doing. But um, the visionary drives the goals, sees the bigger vision, um, yeah. 
needs to be focused on the bigger picture things. And I was trying to also do that, but then be the integrator, like be on top of the people and what they're doing and how it's going and push projects through and manage projects. And that I was getting really stressed out. And I was like, I don't know why this is so stressful until I learned that I was trying to do both roles and that's really hard to do. So the integrator really takes that vision and makes it happen, um, figures out the how to do that. Mm -hmm. And luckily my husband was a perfect integrator. Like when I, we were bringing him on, I didn't really, I don't think I knew traction that well. So that wasn't the goal when I brought him on. Um, but somewhere in the process of him quitting and starting is when I really fell into traction. And I was like, do you think this is you? And I'd look up the definition for integrator and be like, can you do this? (laughs) this And he's like, yeah, that's totally me. And then I was still a little bit nervous, but he came in and he's, um, he's just amazing at holding people accountable, but doing it in a professional way and taking so my vision and putting it into action. That's so good. Okay. Are you doing, are you following the traction system? Like every week, are you doing the level 10 meetings? Are you like, how far into it are you so that people can understand? Cause it is, I've read the book a couple of times and I'm still terrified of part of it. So I haven't even integrated it myself in our company. So for those listening, like how far in are you like in the system? Not too far in. We've gotten that part down. And then instead of the org chart, doing the accountability chart. So we recreated our accountability chart. So everybody in the office and a couple of our field people that manage things, um, everybody has an area they're accountable for and the three top things that they're going to own, they're going to be accountable for it. So I think, I feel like changing that from an org chart, like here's the org chart, here's your job duties too here's an accountability chart. This is your role. You're accountable for this, this, and this. Um, That's pretty much where we've gotten to so far. So I just created it all beautifully to post in the office. And um, that's where we're at. And how did you roll it out to your team? I mean, this seems like pretty new. How did you introduce it to the people? And then Megan, do you have something you want to add? Please jump in. I want to see it. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it. That looks, sounds so amazing. Yeah. That's all. Sorry to interrupt. I'll, I'll post it somewhere for you to see. It's, it, yeah, it's pretty good. I am a high aesthetic person. So when I do something, it has to be pretty. So um, it's pretty. But as far as how I introduced it to them, they're pretty used to me being like, hey, guys, I have this idea. This is what we're doing. So <laughs> yeah. especially like if I'm, I go to a lot of conferences and events, so they're pretty used to me coming back and be like, okay, I learned this whole new thing. So yeah. <laughs> not much of a shock for them when I'm like, okay, now we're doing this thing. So, um, but it really didn't affect them too much because I just took their role. And instead of being like task oriented, it was, this is what you're in charge of. Like, you, yeah. if you're in charge of the employee retention employees, like this is under you. So it's, it didn't change too much for them. That's so cool. I cannot wait to see it. I cannot wait to see it. Um, we have somebody in our company that's kind of naturally emerging as the integrator. I'm just watching kind of the way she makes decisions. If you didn't have your husband, was there anybody in your company that you could see kind of rising up to a role If now that you had your traction lenses on, right? Would there have been anybody in the business or, or how can somebody look for someone in their business is what I'm asking that could be possibly oh. integrator. What are some of the signs that your husband has? Clearly he's the one, but what are some of the signs you should be looking for if you're wanting to implement this in your company? I think it would be a really hard role to fill. Because um, no. it has to be the certain personality type that doesn't need micromanage, doesn't need guided. It can just like, yeah. I would, I would, if I was starting out trying to find someone, I would start with like, I have this vision for this, do it. Okay. And see if they're like, 
but how and why and yeah if they ask all those questions they might not be it and if they're just like all right i got the vision i'll figure it out yeah um that would be how i would test someone if i was putting someone else in that role sure. um, and just seeing how they get it done and then um seeing how they can hold others accountable like now make sure that this person is doing their projects and yeah. so they can get the results so interesting. I absolutely love it. I can't, I can't wait to see what happens in our company because I think it's such a cool thing. Okay, last question, and then I'm going to pass you on to Martha because this is a great segue to talk about people. Are you doing any testing for your team? And if so, what tests were you using? And if not, is there something that you've kind of looked into and that you want to start using? Um, we don't do like any like personality tests. Yeah. Okay. We kind of do. So okay. <laughs> we, we use Indeed for all of our recruiting. So Indeed yeah. has those assessments on there. I think we use the reliability one and cleaner fit one. Um, hmm. And then there's certain questions that we add in like the deal breakers. And so okay. once they pass that, then they go, we have a form, click up form application. So once they pass that, then they yeah. go to our application and we screen them further. Then we have more questions. And every time they fail, they just kind of drop out. So we don't have to worry about them. So if they pass through our um, application one, that's the next set of screening. And then we do a phone interview to just reaffirm the deal breaker questions. Got it. And so, And if they are hesitant to answer questions or don't pass any, then they drop off there and then they come in for in-person. And wow. then that's when my manager, she's a really good people person. That's when she um, meets with them and she, she has two sets of questions. So when they come in, if she's, really feeling their vibe she feels like this would be a good fit she gives them the longer interview and if she's like yeah. this person red flags i'm gonna give them the quick <laughs> interview not gonna waste a lot of time so that's something new she just wow so she just has two sets and she figures out which way she's gonna go um and then in the click up um courtney and her team helped us set that up in the click up it does have um disc stuff like they answer a couple questions and it'll tell them so I do look for um, high S's are good for employees. I kind of want to stay away from high D's. Um, yeah. My eyes will be good, but they might be chatty. Yeah. So um, we just do those assessments on Indeed and then a little bit of disc stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. This is a perfect segue to hand you over to Martha talking about people. I love it. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was very helpful. And I'm so happy about you and your husband working together. Keep going. I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's great. Oh, well, thank you for joining us, Sarah. I know I, when I asked Sarah, she was like, I, I mean, I don't know if I've ever had anyone say yes, but say no so hard too. I was like, I promise you'll be great. And I, of course you are. So, uh, but thank you. I, kind of in. In. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping that if I took too long to get back to you, you'd be like, oh no, no, no I found someone. And then I was like, Oh, I'm leaving her hanging and I can't say no to Martha. <laughs> oh, man, that's funny. Um, well, so, um, oh, and I wanted to mention, you know, you said how you go to conferences and you come back with all this information. What was so funny is when we did the Rockstar Admin, we asked them that question. We're like, do your bosses come back? you know, from conferences and implement all this stuff. And they were like, oh my gosh, we can't wait to do that to them because they, you know, they were on the other side that time. And they were just like, we're going to come back. And uh, so it's a thing. It's a thing for everybody for sure. Um, so I wanted to ask you, I remember because you, you know, you share a lot on social media and I, I remember, I remember, 
I don't remember the exact time, but there seemed to be a pivot from, oh my gosh, this feels so out of control to, oh my gosh, I'm getting a handle on it. And I would say it's before traction. So there, and I'm particularly thinking about your management team. I feel like you invested quite a bit in your management team and to, from the outside looking in, that seems like when things started to pivot for you. What what do you think about that? And what what uh, what happened in that time? Because it's you went from feeling out of control to from the outside looking in, feeling like I, I'm getting this. I got it under control. Yeah, there was there was a lot of bad days. Like when I say I've been in business 12 years, I would say at least nine, I went and I cried every day and hated yeah. life. And so there was a lot of bad times to get to where I'm at now. And I still definitely have those, those bad times. But um, at one point, I think 2016, my family, my people around me wanted to have an intervention and tell me to just quit this because I was so miserable. So there was a lot of bad times before I knew how to do things before I knew all the stuff that you guys are talking about. Um, and I, I think I used to rant about it on Facebook. I don't do that anymore, but I used to. Um, but now things like my bad days are, oh, we had a client cancel or we lost an employee and it's not as bad as things used to be when I, my whole world would just be yeah. like downhill. Um, but I do invest a lot in my people. And a couple of things I've done are I started bringing my managers to things. I brought my operations manager to two events now, and uh, my general manager came to one and just and trying to pour into them because I'm not a good teacher. So I go to these events, I learn all these cool things, and I come back and I it's very hard for me to teach them. And mm -hmm. so now I want them to come with me so they can just learn themselves. Um, so pouring into them. And then something else I did was get um, a local business consultant that meets with us. He was meeting three times a week. We just went to one time a week, but for about five months, it was three times a week. And we created our executive leadership team is what we call them. And they love the titles. They love being part of something so big. And we would work together on what problems are we going over? What's happening here? And just having those regular meetings every, every three days, um, they like being poured into. And then we started bringing our upper level from our cleaners up into those meetings and they meet every Friday with us and we start an hour early Friday and they are so excited to do it. They're super excited to come in an hour early Friday to be part of this meeting because most of them have never been involved in um, a meeting where they sit around a table and they discuss ideas and they feel heard. So I think that was a really big turning point for us too. And we started building our leadership team under our executive team. Yeah. Um, that was, that was pretty powerful for them and they love it. I love that. And that's why I brought it up. I didn't bring it up to be like, oh my gosh, you know, you had all these problems and now, blah, blah, blah. But because we have all, all, all gone through that. And when we're speaking to the masses, there are people out there listening to you that you'll give hope to because you know, you came out on the other side and are so successful with it. So that's really helpful. And I love, I didn't know you did that. Um, I love how 
one, three times a week meeting with a coach. Wow. And I didn't know you did those Friday meetings, all hands on deck type thing. And that's very powerful for people listening. What she's done is she is making all of her staff, not just management, feel empowered and feel valued because you bringing them to that meeting says, I want to invest in you and I want to hear from you. And that's just, that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, we, we've seen a difference since we've done that and we're just trying to empower who we can and then yeah. they would be empowering the next people. So we just want to keep like dripping down pouring to these people, teach them. And what we do is teach them how to empower them to them. Like who's somebody you're going to empower today? How are you going to do that? Um, and we're really trying to create like this whole system with it. So it's, it's still kind of new and we're still working on it. We're still trying to um, improve some of our culture at work. Um, it's something we do struggle with and yeah. um, we feel like this is the start. Yeah, that's great. And you'll filter. I mean, those meetings will be a filter for you because there are going to be some people that come on board that that's just not in their wheelhouse and they're not going to value that. And um, it may be something that shows kind of their true colors and they get filtered with those meetings. So that's interesting. That's awesome. But culture has always been an ongoing struggle for us, retaining employees and culture, especially in where we're at, um, very high competitive area. Um, and we have a large service area. So even if people join us that are amazing, the drive becomes too much for them because we're the main area we service, nobody lives around there. It's way too expensive. So people are driving from outside to come there. So it's always been a challenge for us. That's one of our hardest areas we are working on. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to ask one more question. So besides these meetings where you're empowering all your staff, uh, what would you see, say would be the biggest game changer for you when it comes to your culture and your staff? Well, we, of course, we try to push our core values, which are kindness, respect, and integrity. I got a cute sign made that hangs in the lobby area where they enter. And then we have um, like a main room where we call it the employee room. We have these cubbies where we have little notes. So they write each other a little you did amazing today notes and we have cards that we give to new hires like when they start that show our core values to say what it means to have integrity to have respect and to be kind because some people didn't know so now mm -hmm. i spell it out and yeah. um we just try to do everything we can so we'll all i'll sign it and, and, and like welcome to them to the company put the card in their their cubby so sometimes they'll come in they'll get little prizes in their cubby sometimes they'll just be a little note um if someone's having a, a bad day they might somebody might notice that and be like, hey, you were really amazing today. It was so good to work with you. So we try to do all those little things because I've always been one of those people that just says like, just throw more money at them, just throw more money at them. Yeah. And I know that's not the key. I know it's not money. It's ultimately just feeling valued and important. So that's really Absolutely. been hard for me to get my mind around because I still am like, just give them more money. But it's really hard for me to think outside the box and be like, what do they really need? How can I do that? And my ultimate goal is to create a family feel from work. Mm -hmm. And 
we do have several employees that don't have any other family here and they feel like this is their second family that if if they have no one to watch their kid, there's somebody here who will step in and watch their kid or help them move. Um, and that's always been a big goal for me is to create that community because not everybody has it. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And you know, one of the things for people who struggle with that, because it's easier to give money, right? I mean, it really is easier to throw money at something than it is to do the consistent everyday recognition. Um, that's harder, but it, it, it costs you very little and uh, other than a little bit of time and a system. You gotta have, because you can't do it consistently for a week and then be like two months later, oh yeah, I gotta brag on them and I gotta, you know, you can't do that and that be successful. So, um, and I always liken it to when you give, say you give a gift and you give, uh, you give cash for a gift or your gift is, I don't know, an experience or maybe doing something for someone, you know, which one are they going to remember? They won't even remember, probably they won't even remember that you gave them cash and they won't remember what they spent it on, um, you know, unless it was huge, huge amount. It really is about how you make people feel and creating a memory with that gesture. And so I, I love that. I love that, Sarah. And I think um, you're on it. It's it, the fact that you're investing in making people feel valued in your company. That's huge. People just don't understand how huge that is. And if you're not doing that and you're throwing money at it, you're probably wondering why are we, you know, why is are things not feeling better? Because I'm giving them all of this money and blah 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 blah. You just can't do money, like Sarah just said. So yeah, and that was something that was really hard for me to wrap my head around because I know I hear it all the time, like um, they're not motivated by money. But I'm like, how can someone not be motivated by money? So that's like one of the hardest things. It's taken for me to actually get is find other ways. And we recently promoted somebody to a field manager slash culture queen mm -hmm. position. Yeah. So she's now in charge of all like the fluffy stuff. Cause if I'm not around, if my operations manager's not around, we want somebody who is checking in with the new hires, who's welcoming new hires. We make them a welcome board. So when they walk in, they know we're expecting them and other employees yeah. will know if they're like, Oh, Hey, you're Lisa. It says, welcome Lisa. Hi. Um, so I have somebody in charge of those things and to make sure we never miss an anniversary or a birthday and then to kind of just check in and put little foo-foo cards in their, their yeah. puppies. Like, you're amazing. So um, I have somebody who's, that's what role they play in the company now. That is awesome. That is it's really now the time that I get to plug, Martha, your employee happiness person. Can I say that real quick? I'm just going to do it because... <laughs> So Sarah, that's brilliant. And I, my husband is, is he's very thoughtful. He's very generous, but he is not good at systems. 
And Martha created like a concierge program where you can hire a part-time culture queen for your company. And I think it's probably the most brilliant thing we've ever bought from Martha. We've bought some really cool things from Martha. But basically that is her job is she keeps track of all the birthdays and all the anniversaries and all the brags. And she just comes in and she does all the feel good stuff. Um, and it's called the Employee Love Program. We're not supposed to sell on the show, but I'm like, if you are not as big as as, Mich as um, Sarah and you don't have a full-time culture queen yet, it's a really good bridge to help keep those feel goods going. Um, and because I'm already talking, I'm just going to say I wrote down like three really good ideas from you just now, Sarah, that I can implement cool. like tomorrow. Um, the handwritten stuff. We don't talk enough about that, but like handwritten yeah. cards, handwritten notes, handwritten signs, like that stuff is free and really loved. So thank yeah. you. But the Me employee too. love program, I'll find a link and post it. If you, if you would like your own culture cream, uh, Martha trained one for you. And it's awesome. <laughs> Um, lastly, Sarah, I want to say one thing that I found because you mentioned some people aren't motivated by money and, you know, what's that about? You know, kind of thing. My office manager was not motivated by money. I kept thinking, geez, why is she not hitting these goals? And, you know, and so I discovered that, that she really wasn't motivated by money. And so I did just a little twist. I'm like, what do you really, really, what would you love to do? And so she came up with that. She really wanted to take her daughter and her mom to Disney world. That's what she really wanted to do. Yeah. Take your, your second home. And um, so the thing is that takes money, right? And so what we did is we just did a twist. So she still like I was putting those bonus that bonus money in a separate fund for her and you have to do some logistics. But uh, and then the key is to have like kind of one of those United Way, you know, little uh, bar graphs that's very visual right there. And that's her Disney World fund. And you add to it each month on what she's hit. And so just equating the bonus money with that goal was what she needed to be able to see, okay, this is what I want. So, you know, you may have some people out there that they, they have these things and that's like a perfect world because then you're matching up the, uh, the dream manager thing and getting what you need too. So it's pretty awesome. Yeah. But, I really like that. Yeah. It just has to be visual. You know, you can't just go put it in that fund and not have a visual with it because otherwise it doesn't feel tangible. So uh, yeah, yeah I, I bet you have some things like that. And they can get behind that and be excited. Okay. Any other words of wisdom you want to pass along <laughs> before we, we round it up? I don't think so. I think I've, I've said a lot here. Thank you for having me on. Um, and you survived. You did great. Yeah. yeah. I survived even at 7 a.m. I was like, it's what time? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, off, I don't do lives. I don't do lives. Like, 
I will almost like refuse a live anytime. And I usually don't talk to people this hour of the day. So I did two things that I don't do for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sarah thought the time was negotiable. She's like, no. I in, and, I, and I said, no, we, we have to do that. <laughs> From PM? Like, can we do PM? Um, yeah, right, right, right. Well, thank you so much. You've been great. And uh, we've had this lots of interaction, people thanking you. So appreciate it. I'm going to pass it back to Tay. And um, we're going to do some homework assignments. And you can give homework, Sarah. You don't have to. Uh, Tay is going to explain the homework. Yeah, absolutely. So you're more than welcome, Sarah, to give some homework. Um, for those of you first listeners or anyone who has been with the show for a while, you know this is a time where we give homework. And this is our accountability piece. We talked about accountability today. And this is our accountability piece for you. So we want to make sure that you implement and become that implementer in your business or give this to your implementer, as Sarah talked about today and get one of these pieces done this week to help move the needle forward in your business. Now I say one because we're going to give you four to five pieces of homework right now. So please just choose one that spoke to you. We don't expect you to do all four to five. We only expect you to do one. And we do have an accountability group that is a private group that you can join on Facebook in order to get help and kind of navigate any questions that you may have in regards to your homework piece. So as far as marketing homework goes, it's gonna be pretty simple today. I say simple, but as I mentioned, I feel like social media scares a lot of people. So I don't want social media to be a fear for you anymore. I don't want it to be something that's intimidating. Um, so I just want you guys to, to spend some time today on your social account. You know, jump onto a few groups, join a few groups if you don't have any at the moment, and just really get more comfortable with viewing it from a business perspective because it really can be a valuable tool for your company and really allow you to build lifetime relationships through that social interaction. I know Sarah mentioned with her employees, she kind of gives those cards out in their cubbies. That's kind of the same effect you're getting when you talk to your client on social media. When you answer them and respond to a comment or you let them know how much you appreciate them and allowing them to come out to their home by doing a spotlight on that particular client, those are the same feelings that Sarah was talking about with her employees that are now getting given to your clients through a social platform. And that's really the whole purpose of social media is to really connect and make sure that you are working together and, you know, being in a, a happy harmony. So that's going to be the marketing homework for y'all today. I forget to say I'm the note taker and I get like very into my notes and then I get, sorry. Hi. Uh, okay. So for finance homework, I'm going to say, think of one of your goals. So think of hopefully like a big goal, like a, a goal that you think is a couple years out or uh, that you think is maybe not super achievable. And when I think about a goal and I want you to just spend a minute, get a napkin, get a paper plate, get a pen, get a piece of paper, get out a spreadsheet. And I want you to break it down to one easy to measure metric. So whether that metric is leads or people, like how many staff do you need to make that goal? Or if that's, um, th those are the two easiest one, like how many leads do you need coming in or how many people do you need to fulfill it? But I'd like you to try to break down your goal into one easy thing that you can look at and you can kind of just measure and 
we could take this a step further and tie that goal, tie that easy to measure metric to um, like a reward. So Mar Mar Martha was sharing about the Disney world and kind of tying that, but you can do that as an owner too. Um, mm -hmm. I visited an owner's office recently and they had a giant mural of Hawaii in their office. And it was like, well, I would like to be running my company from the beach more often. And I was like, I love that. It's a daily reminder every single day that you could run your company from the beach if you wanted to. So figure out a big goal and break it down to one number. I feel like for Sarah, that was the biggest changing point was just breaking it down to number of staff she needed. And uh, and then, you know, tie it to a reward. What happens when you when you get to that number? That's your finance homework this week. Ooh, I love that. And systems homework this week is I'm going to have everybody check out Traction. Um, while we were talking, I was making sure that everybody in our management team had the book because I'm totally inspired and I'm going to kick it off for our next quarter. So I'm going to do my own homework this week and make sure that we kick that book into, into gear because, like I said, I've read it, but I just have been worried about taking those next steps. And the org chart, if you would share that at some point, Sarah, I think that would be epic. Um, the accountability chart. I love that. Even the term is just awesome. So I'm going to do that as well. And I want everybody to check out Traction. So we will put the link in. I know that I think you've put it up already, Megan, but we'll put it in the group as well so that you can find it. So that's your systems homework for this week. Thanks so much. All right. And I would like for you to make up some core value cards and the, the purpose of the core value cards is to list your core values, but use those cards like Sarah is so that they can write something that another coworker has done and how it aligns with the core values. So it serves two purposes, mm. keeping core values front of mind, but also giving kudos to one of your coworkers. So, uh, you can do those very cheap, Vistaprint or wherever you get them printed up. Make it on Canva, print it, easy. Yeah, it's a so, good one. I like that one. And Sarah? I like that one. Okay, well, so. inspired by Sarah. <laughs> my homework will be uh, make sure you're really clear on your big vision. Because as I mentioned before, there were so many times that I, I wanted to quit or almost quit or I felt like it was failing. There wasn't even money to to pay myself that I mean, that was the majority of the beginning of my business. So if I hadn't had that big vision, I might've quit, but I saw the bigger picture and I could see it really clearly and not to get too foo-foo, but like mm -hmm. manifestation is a real big reason where I've gotten to where I am. Cause you don't just see the vision, but you have to like picture yourself already there. So um, picture what it is to be at that milestone and what it feels like and then you're helping attract that so not to get too deep but oh, I, I really believe that. in oh, that and it. I really believe that was a big part of how I got through a lot of the bad times I so love good. it love that. so good yeah. all right well Sarah you've been popular because most of our viewers come after the fact and aren't with us during the live but we've had good numbers during um our actual live so you were popular people yeah, wanted to i see can't you. even see any of that stuff so 
happy to anyone who's there. <laughs> well, Sarah, if anyone does want to talk to you or reach out or maybe discuss some of the, the pieces that you talked about today, is there is there a best way to contact you? Is it just through Facebook and email maybe? <clears throat> okay, so I'm really bad at catching up on Facebook messages, but I'm going <laughs> to work on it. So uh, you can message me on Facebook <laughs> and I'll I'll try to get to it. Um, you could also uh, you could also email me. I might get to that faster. Uh, Sarah ecomamagreenclean.com. But I'd love to help if I can. Um, but I am really bad at messages. So just gotta say that much. <laughs> oh, you're getting so much love right now, Sarah. Um, oh. Sarah is an inspiration to our cleaning industry. Um, oh, Amy inspires me. Job, lots of good ideas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I can't even see all the people, so I don't even know who's been on. <laughs> You're a rock star. They love you. And you Sarah, are. we we always end each one of our shows with a quote. And so I choose the quote based on what we kind of talk about throughout the hour. And this one just really resonated. And it's from Sheryl Sandberg, who actually worked at Facebook for a while. I believe she might still be there. And her quote was, leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure the impact lasts in your absence. I love that one. So very I feel good. Like you're doing that. Your, your impact is gonna be long lasting, even in your absence when you're free to do the next thing. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, really Sarah. Yeah. Thanks so much thank for you Everybody really had a great time. Okay. Yay. Awesome. Have a great day out there, everybody. And have a great Tuesday. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Next week. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.